0: Yo, this is Sam's Sports Podcast. It is Thursday, March 9th, 2017. Uh, So listen, I was going to hop on the mic to talk a little bit about NBA. Um, I kind of wanted to rap a little bit about the Golden State Warriors and what the hell's been going on with them ever since Kevin Durant got hurt because it feels like they forgot how to play basketball. I saw them single-handedly completely fall apart in the fourth quarter against Isaiah Thomas and the Boston Celtics, but... NFL free agency opened today, and there's been a lot of signings, a lot of news, and I wanted to come on here and give some initial reactions. So, a couple of the biggest stories which have hit the news are the fact that now the Cowboys, uh, after saying that they want to cut and release Tony Romo... They're now saying, eh, wait a minute, maybe we're not going to release Tony Romo, we're thinking about trading Tony Romo, and the Houston Texans and the Denver Broncos are uh, two likely destinations for Mr. Romo. Also, this is not a giant surprise, but I am impressed that the Houston Texans were able to swing this, Houston Texans traded Brock Osweiler to the Cleveland Browns. I mean, holy fucking shit. I can't believe they got out from underneath this absolute debacle of a signing with Brock Osweiler so fast. I mean, to think that they were able to get a trade partner at all was shocking. And now the details are coming out. I mean, it, it's looking like essentially, um, it's looking like they had to, uh, you know, now are they, who, who the hell got the draft picks here? Because I'm sort of like, why, why would it benefit Cleveland you know, to do this because it's looking to me like, okay, the Browns are taking on guaranteed money. The Texans will save. All right. Where the hell are the draft picks? Where, where's the draft picks? So, okay. I, I still don't fully grasp how the hell, why the hell Cleveland is going to do this. Is this just because they want to do Tennessee a fa- or they want to do Houston a favor? I, I, I don't fully get it yet, but, um, Let's not talk about that, uh, all that. Well, actually, you know what? Fine, hang on a second. Let me go into the, just just don't go anywhere. All right, so to continue, I just looked at the details of the deal. So there are some draft picks which are going back and forth. It definitely looks like the Cleveland Browns are going to be getting a draft pick in addition to Brock Osweiler. It looks like they're going to be getting a second round pick. Now that's not too bad. I'm still a little unsure why on earth they took him. I mean, I guess they can deal with paying him. Maybe their thinking was the fact that they have no other solid quarterback on the roster. I mean, the closest thing I can think of is Robert Griffin III, uh, and I don't think Cleveland is is going into next season feeling confident that RG three is going to be their guy. Uh, you know, they just cut Josh McCown; he wasn't working out anyway. I mean, he's a he's a you know career backup, so. I mean, they're going to be paying through the nose for Brock Osweiler, but it was really a sense of, you know, why are you trying to help the Houston Texans? I mean, I guess that they're just thinking they got additional draft picks in the process um, and they've got the cap space to pay him, but now you're freeing up Houston to go trade for Tony Romo. I, I mean, to for Houston to get out of this deal so quickly, I, I'm just, it's amazing, and Listen, I still don't – I guess I fully don't understand the salary cap and how this shit works because I don't understand what was he, what was Cleveland's incentive to get, I guess, an overpaid quarterback who is better than the other guys that they have. I mean, maybe. I mean, Brock Osweiler I think showed beyond a shadow of a doubt that he is not ready for prime time last year. And, I mean, I guess Cleveland is so damn bad it might as well just figure what the fuck. We might as well trot somebody out there and just deal with it. Um, let's get away from this. What I really wanted to talk about it. Today I'm four minutes into the podcast. I really wanted to talk about um the uh the Eagles. So the Eagles have made two splashy signings already. They signed Tory Smith uh to a three-year contract. Um, he was just cut by the Niners, so he's essentially going to be their speedster wide receiver, who's going to take the top off the defense and. The big news is that the the Eagles have also signed Alshon Jeffrey. Now, that is a big, splashy move. And not just a big, splashy move. They signed him to a one-year, $14 million deal. So they are opening up their checkbooks. They are taking this opportunity where they are paying Carson Wentz because... In the world of NFL salary caps, and you know nothing articulated this better than that article on the Ringer. I think it was Danny Clark or, or maybe Kevin Clark who wrote the article. Or Danny Kelly, I think it was Kevin Clark who wrote the article, talking about how the Patriots are in this unique situation because they are not hamstrung by Tom Brady's enormous uh, contract. Most of these teams, whether it's a Drew Brees or a Joe Flacco, or a Phillip Rivers, or an Aaron Rodgers, that contract dominates the whole salary cap. And then you have to take all that leftover money, which there's not much left over, to essentially fill the rest of the roster. And the Patriots are in a unique situation where Tom Brady... Doesn't get paid crazy fuck off money by the Patriots. He gets paid good money, but he's not making anything close to Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees or Joe Flacco, which then leaves that much more extra money sitting around for the team to fill all of the other players. So all of a sudden, all the other players that the Patriots have are not making one or two million, they're making three or four million, or they're making six or seven million. So they can get some better caliber players to fill out the rest of the spots. Now Think about that quarterback situation. The alternative is somebody like the Seattle Seahawks, or, which are now going to be the case, the Dallas Cowboys. You get a rookie quarterback, or a quarterback that's on a rookie deal, a la Russell Wilson, a la Dak Prescott, a la Colin Kaepernick before he signed that big money deal. You are then able to have one of your most important positions get filled by a player that's making a manageable amount of money. The Eagles are in that, and that was one of the reasons that uh, Ryan Grigson, the guy who just got fired as the GM of the Indianapolis Colts, was criticized so much because for several years, Andrew Luck was on a rookie deal. It was a unique window where... He had already established himself as a bona fide starter in his rookie season. Then you say, all right, for the next two or three years, let's blow cash on other guys now. Try to get a win-now team together to see if we can actually make a run at the Super Bowl. Of course, Gregson screwed that up. He never got the good pieces around him. And now they're, they're locked into paying Andrew Luck big money, and that window is gone. The Eagles are in this window. Carson Wentz is on a rookie deal. He's making good money but he's not making colossal, huge, you know, Pro Bowl quarterback money, which means the Eagles have that money left over to spend in other places. And I do like these decisions by Howie Roseman because he went out there and he got two wide receivers. The first one he brought in was Torrey Smith. Let's talk about Torrey Smith for for starters. Now... I, I'm a little on the fence about Torrey Smith. I have not been a particularly big fan of his. I do think he's a talent. I think he's a speedster. He can absolutely head down the field quickly and take the top off of a defense, but Torrey Smith does not – he doesn't have much more versatility beyond that. He's not a He's not a possession guy. He's not a slot receiver, and even in his time in Baltimore, uh, you know – He, I don't even know if he ever recorded a thousand yard season. Let's look. I'm gonna look at this up. I'm gonna look this up right now. All right, I'm looking at Torrey Smith's stats as we speak. He's had one thousand yard season, and pretty much all of everything else is by volume. He's a home run hitter like Deshaun Jackson. If he doesn't get his two catches for 78 yards in the game, he's not gonna do anything. That's kind of the thing I I worry a little bit about Torrey Smith because. You know, I mean, I think the Eagles are gonna want a little bit more, but considering when you look at the Eagles offense and wide receiver was one of the most glaring weak spots on their offense. You know, Carson Wentz, I think you feel good about him at quarterback. Running back, you know, Darren Sproles and Ryan Matthews, eh, but you know, Wendell Smallwood, Kenyon Barner, some of the other guys that they had on their team. Did fill the running back slot pretty well. Tight end, they're all set with uh, Brent Selleck and Zach Ertz. The offensive line, I think, is still pretty solid. I mean, I think they can fill in, you know, some positions at guard. And um, hopefully Lane Johnson plays a whole season, and then you're not sort of fighting with the right tackle position. But I just went through the entire offense, the pieces that were missing were the wide receivers. Aside from Jordan Matthews, who's not a speedster like Torrey Smith. Okay, this is Jordan Matthews, you know, he can get a long ball down the field, but he's also really more of a slot guy as well. He's a possession guy. He's a West Coast offense guy. He's a guy that's going to get more volume than he is, you know, long home run passes like Torrey Smith. But when you take, aside from Jordan Matthews, you got Nelson Aguilar, who's been a disappointment. You had Josh Huff, who ended up getting cut. You've had Doriel Green-Beckham, who, you know, he was meh last year. But uh, Torrey Smith does bring, I think, a tenacity to that offense that, Seems to make sense. I mean, they need a speedster who can go down the field, and he's that guy. And if Carson Wentz can get it down the field, which I think he can, all of a sudden you have a guy that you do need to kind of factor for because there were instances last year where Carson Wentz was hampered by the you know, the inability of his receivers to get the ball, you know, because there were some times where he got the, he put the ball where it needed to be and his receivers just couldn't get separation. And that's, that can't happen if you actually want to have this guy mature. So I like the addition of Torrey Smith. Now then going and getting all Sean Jeffrey going and blowing cash on all Sean Jeffrey. I mean, that is a big move. And now this comes back to what I was just saying about being in this special window where you're not paying Carson Wentz crazy money. So the Eagles can afford right now, at least right now, to go get Alshon Jeffrey and pay him monster money for one year. To pay him $14 million for one year. Now, you're giving him what he wants. He's getting that big crazy money. He's getting almost the same kind of money he would have gotten in Chicago. Now you put him in a situation with a better quarterback I mean, listen, Cutler, Hoyer, I don't even need to go into that situation. But you're putting him in a situation with a better quarterback where he's going to have an opportunity to thrive. And this is a make-or-break season. You know, I don't think the Eagles are going to look – like if he has a colossal year, if he has a career year, if he's a game-changer, if he plays in over in, – in, in, you know – 13 games or more, which has been an issue for him the last couple of years because he's had injuries which have kept him off the field, and he had a suspension which kept him off the field. Is he was able to put together a full season, because he hasn't been able to do that in the last two years, now you're talking about the Eagles trying to retain him and keep him for years to come because he's solidified himself as a solid number one wide receiver who's got good rapport with Carson Wentz. If that doesn't happen this year, he's not coming back. But you know, the Eagles have this opportunity and, you know, I think it's a smart move. I do think Howie Roseman makes some pretty solid moves as a GM and this is one of them. This is a big splashy move. Um, and you know, this is definitely, you know, they needed to fix the wide receiver position. They fixed it. They've got two bona fide guys who are going to come in, you know, all of a sudden Doriel Green Beckham might not have a spot on the team, you know, uh, 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 who the hell else am I thinking of? Nelson Aguilar might not have a spot on the team after you start looking through these guys because Torrey Smith and Alshon Jeffrey. you throw them out there with Jordan Matthews, now you've got some guys who are really dangerous in the receiving core. And, you know, considering... Listen, I don't know if there's tons and tons of capable receivers, but, I mean, these are two guys that are definitely bringing something to the Eagles' offense that they need and that they're going to want. Um... Speed for someone who can go who can go down the field and and stretch that defense, and then also Alshon Jeffrey, who is a monster. I mean, he's a he's a guy who just throw the ball up and he'll go get it. He's like a Calvin Johnson. He's physically so big that you can just throw it his way and he can just go up and and he'll find a way to bring it down. Now, you know, listen, this is all on him. If he doesn't come through and play a hell of a year this year you know, it's it's his own damn fault. This guy is on a – he's on a prove-it contract right now because he had the opportunity after the Bears moved on from Brandon Marshall, he had the opportunity to take over and sort of assert himself as the number one guy, and, and he couldn't make it happen. You know, he just couldn't. And, you know, now it's uh, the Eagles who are taking a chance on him. I like it. I think – I'm pretty excited. I think that there's some optimism to have after this. I think there's a – you know, a, a real – I can see – these guys fitting into this offense. This is like un- unlike other teams where I see certain signings and I'm like, what the fuck were they thinking? This is something where I'm like, yeah, I, I get what they're thinking, and I see I see where the rationale is, and I kind of agree with it. I mean, I think that um, I think that both of these guys could really bring something to the Eagles that uh, you know that they have that they were clearly lacking last year. Now. Um, Okay, I want to I want to shift gears. I want to I want to switch back to Brock Osweiler just cuz I I'm just this entire situation was I mean, Brock Osweiler getting signed for the money he was signed was one thing. Having the embarrassingly atrocious season he had last year was something else. And then seeing the Cleveland Browns do them a favor and actually take on his contract, you know, listen, Cleveland is in a situation where it's almost like they're it's, it's it's a lose. I don't want to say a lose-lose, but they've got nothing to lose, you know? Because, listen, if they're able to kind of make enough out of Brock Osweiler that he's able to put together enough of a season that they could feel like he's, you know, they could get through the money they're paying him. Or, listen, maybe they turn him into a trade chip. You know, but either way, the only thing that they have able to do right now is deals and draft picks. And this is something that I think they acquired a draft pick in this trade And, you know, they're positioning themselves as well as they can to be as much movers and shakers when draft day comes. And this is just another sort of chip that they now have to work with. Because, listen, if they can't move him, they've got a quarterback who they could trot out there and take a look at. And if they can move him, you know, he could be a nice, you know, sort of cap casualty, whether it's this year or next year, for one of these teams. Um, What's more important, though, is it looks like the Houston Texans are going for Tony Romo. Okay, they've moved on from Brock Osweiler, which means the only quarterback they have on the roster right now is Tom Savage or, you know, uh, who the hell is the other guy? Uh, You know, TJ Yates, although I think Yates is on another roster right now. But so now it's it looks like, listen, if if the Texans do not swing a trade for Tony Romo, all of a sudden, they're looking up Schitt's Creek without a paddle, and you might see them going after another quarterback. You want to talk about quarterbacks going around. Chicago cut Jay Cutler. Now, that's not a surprise, but what they're also saying now is that it looks like Chicago is going to be signing Mike Glennon. And now Tampa Bay wanted to keep Glennon because they gave him a lot of money or they offered him a lot of money to stay there as the second fiddle behind Jameis Winston. But I think the truth is that, you know, Glennon's been a second fiddle for at least four years now. He wants a shot at the real job and Chicago's willing to roll the dice with him. Um, What's frightening uh, to my boy Shaka out there and I think all the uh, New York Jets fans is that it's looking like the Jets might go after Jay Cutler. And I don't like it, man. That's another example of the Jets trying to get a flashy name, a competent quarterback who can come in there and save the day, and he's going to be a fucking train wreck. I'm just throwing it out there. I don't think I'm saying anything that's new news to anybody, but I think he's going to be a train wreck. So I don't like that deal. Um, I do like, however, the New York Giants signing Brandon Marshall. After the Jets cut him, the Giants gave him big money because now the Giants need to essentially – you know, fill in the spot that was vacated by Victor Cruz. They cut Victor Cruz, and now they're bringing in Brandon Marshall? I mean, I like that, man. Eli Manning, you got to do whatever you can to take advantage of his window because he's not getting any younger either. Sterling Shepard and Odell Beckham Jr. were monsters. Now you throw Brandon Marshall in there? I mean, whoo, that's a dangerous receiving core for the Giants, and this is a team where I still think the New York Giants – had the best defense last year. I mean, I thought their defense was the most dangerous in the playoffs. And now you're adding this type of a guy to their receiving core, that means their offense is going to get even nastier. Now, if they can finally fix their running game and their offensive line, the New York Giants will be back in business. But until that happens, you know, listen, there's only so much you can count on. But you can certainly count on the wide receiver position. Um, I don't know if there's anything else I have to react. There's a lot of other trades that have gone through – I mean, sure, I'm I'm sure we'll see Tony Romo get moved soon enough, but, I mean, I really wanted to react to some of these Eagles moves. I mean, to see them bring in two high-caliber wide receivers, especially after a season where they struggled because they lacked those guys, um, just really, really pleased, really, really pleased to see that, um... Listen, I'm going to sign off for the time being. I just wanted to give some quick reactions to these uh, these signings. Like I said, there's going to be more signings coming down the pike, but uh, had to talk a little bit about these Eagles signings. Anyway, um, everyone, thank you for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Uh, subscribe to Sam Sports Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Um, follow me on Facebook, uh, like my Facebook page, Sam sports station, follow me on Instagram at Sam sports station, follow me on Twitter at Smith face Jones. I want to thank again, Don Kenyon for our new Sam sports podcast theme music. I hope you like it as much as I do. I think it's a nice little addition. Um, but I'm signing off for the time being. I should be back real soon as more uh, free agent signings come down the pike and I'll probably be busting out a, an NBA podcast to uh, reflect on this playoff race. Cause it's a doozy. Uh, but in the meantime, enjoy the signings. I'll be back soon. Bye-bye.